This week in the parish of bourses and market structure. ICE CDS clearing leaves Europe as the EU drives the business across the Atlantic. Everybody, everywhere, all of the time is guilty except SBF. There's a new ICE fixed income boss and RIP Patrick Burley. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 218. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. In bit carnage this week, leaving aside the fact that SBF readily testified he is blameless, but everybody else everywhere all of the time was guilty, or so it seemed. The FTX liquidators are still working hard to relaunch FTX as an exchange. That drew a rare gem from the comments below a story on Yahoo Finance, noting acerbically, Relaunch a crypto exchange where billions were lost due to fraud and ineptitude. What a great idea. I'm sure people will flock to it. If you enjoyed this excerpt, you may be interested to know that you can read BitCarnage every day in Exchange Invest. Alternatively, if you want to follow BitCarnage, the daily update in happenings in the world of crypto and digital assets, you can find BitCarnage as a standalone on Substack. In the world of legacy exchanges this week, FTSE Russell and TradeWeb announced a strategic partnership. The notion that two divisions of LSEG can cooperate may not seem big news, but this discounts the political minefield of dysfunction, which is the LSEG group post-refinitive acquisition. Well done to FTSE Russell and TradeWeb. In results, it was a busy week for results in the parish. All the details were in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at some edited highlights. In results this week, CME was good, albeit not as spectacular as might be the case for a US dollar yield curve monopolist with the CCP in an age of heightened interest rate volatility. While Japan Exchange Group was buoyed by listings and market access and TradeWeb had a major divergence. The former was flat, the latter TradeWeb, on the other hand, had a great leap forward in revenue terms. NZX also impressed this week and all the results were in the daily bulletin of the bourse business Exchange Invest. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. In new markets this week, the Air Carbon ACX Exchange and Clearinghouse in ADGM, the Abu Dhabi Global Markets, called, no surprises here, ACX Abu Dhabi has gone live. Congratulations to all on this welcome development in the ADGM. While in Australia, the regulators expect a 2024 launch for their National Carbon Exchange and Chittagong Stock Exchange hopes to launch the first commodity exchange in Bangladesh within six months. If you're trying to make sense of what's happening in the world of financial markets, fintech et al, let alone blockchain or cryptocurrency, 
why not check out my most recent book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World. It was published 20 years on from the capital market revolution itself being published. Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. While you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, check out our live stream Tuesday 6 o'clock London, 1 o'clock New York time. It's the IPO video live show. Catch the back episodes on LinkedIn and YouTube via IPO-vid. Our most recent show was a masterclass. Professor, Dr. Richard Sandor, the man in Chicago they know as The Doc. We know him as the father of financial futures. Check out IPOVid123. It's available on LinkedIn by searching IPO-vid, or indeed you can do the same, search IPO-vid on YouTube and Facebook. Next show, IPOVid124, we'll be recording from the Ice House in London. In product news this week, DGCX, the Dubai Gold and Commodity Exchange, have launched the GCC's first Sharia-compliant silver spot contract, while Japan Exchange will test stock trades in foreign currencies, eyeing Asian money. That comes as LME says China's Guangxi CNGR has applied for a new nickel listing. ICE announced the successful transition of credit default swap open interest from IceClear Europe across the Atlantic, signalling another deft foot shot ricochet into the head of the financial markets of the European Union and the UK, thanks to what is difficult to see as anything but a copybook example of EU stupidity. It's a further sad footnote in the tragic tale of the becalmed continent of slow growth, which is well into a second decade of at best, stasis. In technology news, the LME has issues with its trading upgrade, kicking the relaunch another year back, it seems, according to Reuters, and I quote, Sources said the front-end trading platform developed by US-based trading technologies does not work for the complicated structure of contracts on the LME. In career paths this week, first up, the most ghastly news of the week, I am deeply saddened to report the death of Patrick Burley. More details will doubtless follow, but for now, I know I am far from alone in the morning. The passing of a good man who ran Safex, European Climate Exchange and Next Exchange, was CEO of the London arm of LCH Clearnet, as well as working for LME and consulting for a long time to LSEG and NICE Euronext. Our thoughts are with his family, and indeed the parish of exchanges, in which there has been a vast outpouring of grief. On happier news, a big move to Atlanta is happening for Chris Edmonds. Congratulations, that marks another statistic for the Chicago exodus as well. Also, congratulations to Elizabeth King, currently ICE's chief regulatory officer and president of its sustainable finance business, who will also become head of ICE's six clearing houses around the world and its global risk management team, which were formerly part of Chris Edmonds' ICE portfolio. Finally, for career paths this week, the news which came not just as a shock to onlookers, it was a vast, massive shock to the person concerned, aka yours truly, voicing this podcast. On Sunday 22nd of October, PLY, that's me, resigned from the board of Valerian PLC. Without their having an exchange deal to complete, their exchange expert was, after all, de facto redundant. Unbeknownst to me, a low-latency shareholder revolt was rising with ULL speed. Within two days of a public notice, over 60% of all shareholders were demanding an EGM. The chairman and his board supporters resigned immediately, at which point the new chairman, responding to a proclamation by acclamation from shareholders, reappointed me to the board and invited me to become CEO. I am honoured by the shareholders' support and am doing my utmost already. 
This podcast was recorded in Gibraltar from VLRM HQ before I head out for a busy day of meetings. In the case of VLRM itself, watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. Out there in big world. Fun facts I gleaned the other day reading some stuff about the Soviet Union and why it failed. Here's a cracking example of how central planning and socialism disincentivize the population, but the blob has no desire to appreciate the facts, so just repeats its failings. By the 1970s, the average Soviet farm worker was only 20% as productive as his American equivalent. The blob's solution from the central planners was automation, specifically tractors. Thus, the Soviet Union went from producing three tractors for everyone sold in the USA in 1976 to a 12 to 1 ratio by 1986. Agricultural production and productivity went nowhere because there was no incentive to produce a surplus. However, the solution was not in keeping with the dogma of the central planners, so tractor stockpiles grew in warehouses. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, creator of markets, creator of marketplaces indeed as well, the world over, chief executive of Valerium Group PLC, and also the publisher of Exchange Invest. I wish you all a great week in life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.